I invite you to open your Bibles to uh, Hebrews. And chapter 11, we were studying about prayer this morning in our Sunday school lesson, and you're already thinking faith when I say Hebrews 11, and you're right. I, I would like to read this, this whole chapter, it's 40 verses, and go into the uh, first couple of verses of chapter 12. I'll be reading from the New King James, and um, it's, uh, it's kind of a long passage, but you know, when this, when this uh, letter was first written and sent out to churches... Uh, it was read aloud, the whole book. Uh, I told Martha this morning, maybe I should just read the whole epistle of Hebrews and make a couple comments and sit down. And that could work. We could find a lot of inspiration there. But uh, as we read together, do be concentrating on what this is telling us. I'll not cover everything, certainly, that this speaks to. But... Uh, Notice what it tells us uh, about faith and about people of faith, beginning at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying to his gifts, and by it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated so that he did not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into the place which he would afterward receive as an inheritance, and he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. 
These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they came out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had, rec- he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions according to his bones, concerning his bones. (coughs) By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he had come of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens." Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, 
God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Therefore, seeing we also are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Those of you who keep up with the news and follow any of the politics of our country maybe recently saw this recent story about a conservative politician who allowed in an interview that the possibility that God is real and that perhaps he created the world and, and maybe in a short time span and that it would be fine for children to be taught this in school along with other ideas. Well, the press and opposing politicians just jumped on that and fiercely criticized his thinking and such thinking. And readers' uh, comments following the article were pretty revealing also of the age that we live in. And while there were occasional defenders of the Bible and of God, the Creator, uh, it seemed there was a lot of scorn and contempt in, in, the, in the comments. There were. As though anyone who believed in God was an ignorant idiot or would believe in creation versus evolution, was just a stupid person, and not to be trusted to, uh, to make wise decisions for other people. Now these people, wise with the wisdom of this world, have their own ideas and their own agendas, and they don't acknowledge God as... as uh, real, the true God, neither do they acknowledge his word. Whether they ignore God or defy God, they're in rebellion uh, against him. And there have been people all through the ages uh, like that, uh, all through history uh, till, until the present. And, you know, here in, in Hebrews, while it's listing people who had faith in God, uh, there were also people who didn't, who didn't have a faith in God. Uh, some were like Cain, who killed Abel. And he believed in God, God spoke to him, but his heart was not with God. And, and those people that Noah was a testimony to, they were wicked and violent, and, and every thought in their waking moments was evil. And they were in rebellion to God. And Abraham was a lonely man on the planet. There were very few righteous people on the earth. There was Melchizedek. Uh, there weren't many others. Lot, it says, and Peter was, was righteous. And you go through those, um, 
other characters and you come over here and you see about people being uh, killed and sawn asunder, well, those were bad folks that were doing those things. They were not people of faith. But there has also been, and that's what this uh, passage, this uh, chapter brings out so clearly, there has also been a group that has bowed before God, before the Lord God Almighty, and worshipped Him. All through history, there's been people like that as well. Our passage started back at the, uh, soon after the creation, in Adam and Eve's time, people that knew Adam and Eve, and uh, Abel and Enoch, and it brings the record all the way up uh, to, the, to the present as we go into, into chapter 12. <clears throat> Seeing we also are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, encouraging us to be people of faith also like those people of old. We believe the Bible. I hope all of us here do this morning. We believe the Bible we believe that these were all real people. They faced tests. They faced discouragements. And some faced uh, great, uh, great and terrible, terrible opposition. And they suffered for their faith, which is what they all had in common. They had a faith. And with their faith, they pleased God. They weren't just believers in God. They pleased God. They had a faith in God. By faith, the elders obtained a good report. They were commended for their, for their lives, their faith, and approved. By faith, Enoch pleased God. And in verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. To approach God, that verse says, verse 6, to approach God and be pleasing to God we must believe that God is real, that God exists. And we must believe that God rewards sincere seekers. And it's the kind of belief, it's the faith that does something then. It doesn't just acknowledge, yes, God is real, and that God is, is good to people that seek him. The faith that this is describing seeks. It, uh, it believes God is real, that God rewards, and it seeks Him. And all of these, it says in verse 39, right there at the end of the chapter, having obtained a good report, they, all of these people had that kind of faith. And we can be a part of that list. The list wasn't finished. He said he didn't have time. The writer didn't have time to include everybody, uh, even that he knew about. And certainly the list has grown longer in the couple thousand years since this was written. And God wants that list to be even longer. And that list is the Lamb's Book of Life. We can join the people of faith. Therefore, 
seeing we also are surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses, with so many witnesses. And the, uh, the witnessing here is testifying. There is a crowd of people here uh, who give testimony that a life lived for God, a life of faith, is far better than any alternative. It is worth it all, regardless of what opposition, regardless of whether you were delivered from, from uh, the authorities that would put you to death or wish to, uh, or, or if you were killed, regardless how you were delivered, it is worth it. There, there is also, uh, the way it's said there in uh, the first verse there, there's a, it's a picture of a, an amphitheater with a crowd of people watching the activity. So there's that uh, picture there, uh, an implication of them, of the witnesses, the cloud of witnesses witnessing what's happening, of there being spectators in the arena watching the ongoing struggles on the earth. Now, Scripture doesn't just clearly teach that, that folks in heaven see us. Uh, we don't know what they know about what's going on. <clears throat> but we know for sure that this is a large and growing crowd of people of faith who testify that this is the best life. This is the good life. God is real. God rewards. Let us lay aside weights that drag and sins that catch us up and let us run this race with endurance as people of faith. Faith is a strong confidence and assurance a settled conviction of the truth of something. And it includes a, a trust that acts, that relies on. In the, uh, it, 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 affects, it affects the way we live. Our, our lives are based on it. And in the first verse of chapter 11, it speaks of things hoped for. Those are things in the future that uh, the Bible tells us about, that God told us about, maybe in the next 10 minutes, or maybe in the next 10 years. We don't know. There are promises, the promises that, uh, that God will meet needs, uh, meet our needs now, things hoped for. We don't know what what will happen yet in the remainder of the day, what our needs may be. But faith would be a confidence that God will supply, that God will be there, and God will supply that need. And there are things not seen, things beyond the five senses, uh, things of the earth that, that uh, beyond the, the things of the earth that we can see and touch and work with, and so on. 
things that can't be comprehended through our five senses. Which is why many unbelievers scoff. They won't believe anything beyond what they can see and investigate and find uh, physical evidence for. And Paul told us that the natural man, the man of the earth, the ungodly man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The, The unseen things... Maybe uh, in regard to things that we pray for. We're to pray in faith for wisdom, we heard this morning in the uh, opening that Eldon read from James. In faith. So it may be uh, faith is required for things man asks for. Grace to help in time of need. For special trial in face of a temptation, for guidance, whatever it might be, for food, raiment, shelter, job, whatever, things that man brings to God, for deliverance for someone like the church praying for Peter, and many other things. And it's, it's in regard to what God has promised to man. Even salvation can only come by faith. In God and in the work of Jesus Christ. The uh, expected and longed for return of Christ. For his, for his bride. Faith. We, take, we accept that by faith. It's in regard to what God has asked of us. Has asked of man. The commandments. The instructions that God gives us. That Jesus taught. In the Sermon on the Mount. That that we have in the epistles. The rest of, uh, much of the rest of uh, chapter 11 mentions men and what God had asked of them, what God had told them to do. And it was by faith that they obeyed. They they didn't have any evidence beyond God's promise uh, for how things would turn out for them. But they did it because they believe that God is real and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is the substance, it says in that verse. It is the assurance, the conviction that the hoped for things will happen. It's the the evidence, the proof the unseen is a reality for, for us as Christians, for those who have faith in God. We believe the callings and the instructions are good and valid. I can know, I can certainly know and believe that this is true. So people of faith in God, they know a spiritual reality that the scoffing and the scorning, scornful unbelievers uh, can't understand. 
and don't know about. And so, you know, sometimes we can feel, uh, you know, how when you can't explain something to somebody, it, it kind of, you know, why, why try? You just can't, you just can't explain it. And, and they can laugh and, and scornfully uh, make jokes about it. And you can kind of feel a little dumb because they're laughing at you. But we're not dumb. We're the ones who know. We should sympathize. We should feel sorry. We should feel compassion for people that are, they're blind. They can't see. They're lost. Now, faith is not virtual reality. It's not, it's not um, causing something to look real that isn't. It's not virtual reality. Faith is not magic. It's not mumbo-jumbo reciting something, not like rubbing a lamp and a genie appears to grant wishes. It's not superstition. Uh, pray certain words, make a sign of a cross, or different things like that. It's not magic. Faith is not the power of positive thinking, the power of wishing. It, it's not that either. Uh, there may be advantages with having a positive attitude, but that's not faith. That's something different. And faith is not um, a remote control for managing God's power. It is access to God. And faith is not power. Uh, and, and Christian faith is not faith in faith. We sang, faith is the victory. And what that means is that faith is the, is the path. I don't think he was changing a doctrine and lifting faith as something you know, separate from what it is. A, a path of access to God. Faith is first a belief. It is a confidence. It is a certainty. It is a trust that acts. God is. He is a rewarder of diligent seekers. See, the seeking is an activity. It's a responding to God, the God that is. Now, there are degrees of faith. There are the faithless. Uh, that wouldn't be a degree of faith. That would be just like no faith. Like Jesus went to Nazareth, and, and the people were astonished at Jesus at his teaching, and it says in Mark, uh, that's in Matthew, it says they were astonished. In Mark, it says that he marveled, that Jesus marveled, that there was so little, there was, no, they, there was unbelief in Nazareth. He was just, you know, one of, the, one of the homeboys. How could he be something special? And he could do there no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them, which is pretty mighty. 
but he marveled because of their unbelief. And the Jews, different times, they contradicted and blasphemed Paul's preaching message. And on Mars Hill, the Gentiles, the Greeks that heard Paul preach about the resurrection of the dead, some of them mocked. Others said, no, we'll think about it. We'll listen to you another time. So the faithless, they disregard it. They set it aside. They're irreverent. They're disrespectful for God uh, and God's word. But then there are those that have weak faith. You know, that boy that was brought to Jesus' disciples that we read about in Matthew, and they couldn't uh, cast out the demon, couldn't cure him. And uh, when Jesus came down off the Mount of Transfiguration, he asked what was going on, and the father came to him with the boy and explained what was happening, how the disciples couldn't, couldn't... Uh, Heal him, and Jesus said, O faithless and perverse generation. And it was just that they lacked, their faith was weak, it was wobbly. And Jesus, when he spoke to the Father, says in Mark 9, that the Father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. But we see there uh, a desire, an earnest desire, a fierce desire on the part of that dad. And he was aware of the, uh, of the doubt and of the uncertainty in his own heart. And he was distressed. That's, that was where he was at. And he said... Help thou mine unbelief. And Peter walking on the water. When he saw that wind and the waves, he was afraid. And Jesus caught him when he began to sink. O thou of little faith, Jesus said to him. In the passage about the boy brought to Jesus' disciples and to Jesus. Jesus said in verse 20 of Matthew 17, because of your unbelief, uh, he was explaining why they couldn't do it, couldn't heal him, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Mustard seed faith. What, how, what kind of faith is this? Mustard seed is very small. But there's several things about this faith that I think should be an encouragement to us. One is it is real. It's real, genuine faith. It may be small. It may be weak. But it's real. There's a connection with God. There's a desire for God. There's a belief in God. And that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So if the seed is real, if it's genuine, 
then there is potential for growth. That's, that's another characteristic of mustard seed faith. There's potential for growth. And third, it keeps its eyes on Jesus, on his word, on his promises. You know, like Peter, our eyes may rove and drift, but they come back. We want them to rove less and drift less often and to be stayed on Jesus. But we're learning that whether the waves are boisterous or the sea is calm, that it's God that is the difference that we can have faith, that we trust in. Another characteristic is that it exercises. It seeks God. It's a daily thing that it seeks God. It acknowledges Him. It asks God for help and guidance, and it follows God's directions when the flesh would shrink, when the flesh would be lazy, when the, sh- when the flesh would want to pursue a pleasure that is, that is sinful. And then fifth, <clears throat> it does grow. It does grow stronger. The mustard seed faith. <clears throat> I want to think just briefly about the birth and growth of faith. Romans 10 verse 17 says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It is response. Not just hearing and make a decision and making a decision, this is true, but hearing and coming to God. Psalm 78 speaks about testimonies also. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. And then it goes on saying how we will tell them to our children so they can tell them to their children and in turn repeat them again to encourage others. Faith is born when we believe. And faith grows as we learn. There hath not failed one word of all his good promises, said Solomon in his dedication prayer. We learn that God is faithful. Read in Romans, we not have time to go, to go there, but Romans 5, the first uh, maybe five verses or so, <clears throat> and speaks about the growth of faith in God and a relationship with God. And we learn by, as we, as we read about it in the Bible and we see it in the lives of other people and as we experience it, as we exercise it, that's the third way. Not all of Israel did. They all heard the stories. They knew the stories. Maybe they even told the stories, many of them. But when it came time to doing what God told them to do, 
Sometimes they didn't do it. Their hearts weren't right, and they didn't do it. One, one example would be the first time they came to the Jordan River, and they were looking across there at the promised land, a land of milk and honey, and they said, it can't be done. It can't be done. They had heard the stories about the deliverance from Egypt and all the things that God had done. But for some reason, when it came to them doing this, it won't work. Abraham, it says of Abraham, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able also to perform. It's one thing to know the Bible says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. It's another to pray, to ask for the things we need, and to obey, to forgive, to turn the other cheek, to love, to say yes to service and to serve unselfishly. To accept difficult circumstances and sing, it is well with my soul. To say no to temptation. There are many, many wonderful promises in the Bible Therefore, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Ask and it shall be given you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If you know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. Those who know that God is and that he is a rewarder of seekers. So we say to God this morning, and we should say this often, I believe I believe in God the Father. I believe you are the creator. I believe Jesus is the Son of God who came to the earth and died and resurrected and is at the right hand of the Father. I believe 
that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. I will obey him. You are faithful to keep your promises to me. If we say these things and repeat the promises, believing, we join the witnesses. We join the witnesses. Our our names are on the book of life, in the book of life, the book of the redeemed, the faithful ones. Shall we have a closing song?